Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fit as a Fighter podcast. My name is Trisha. I am your host, and today we're going to talk about the three most overrated things that you are focusing on for fat loss right now. And when I say overrated, you know, these are things, in my opinion, that people put way too much emphasis on. And I could probably make a way bigger list than three, but these were just the three that came to my mind based on a lot of recent conversations with like potential clients, my own family members, you know, friends even. So I'm going to get right into it. The first one I think in general is like so overrated and people put way too much time worrying about is your exercise calories burned. And I actually did a whole podcast. I've made several posts on this, but I still see so many women that are like, fixated on their dang fitness watches. They are a great tool. Don't get me wrong. I love my Apple watch. Before it was, before I had the Apple watch, I was using whoop, which is like geared more towards your resting heart rate, your overall performance of the day, calories burned, recovery scores, stuff like this. Um, the Apple watch is great for like activity, getting steps, reminding you to get up and, and walk around, um, you know, closing those little exercise rings. Those are really good motivators and it's a great way to keep yourself on track. But if you are basing you know, how you're going to eat that day or how you're going to feel that day based on what the watch tells you, then it's really not a tool that is used for good. When we get hyper fixated on like how many calories we burned and then we think that, oh, okay, my watch told me I burned 600 calories in this workout so I can eat like a really big meal right now because I burned all these calories. And the problem, whether you're tracking or not, is that these exercise calories that you see on your watches there's no way for them to be completely accurate. They're just not, guys. It's a good estimate. It's you know maybe a, a somewhat good indicator of your output with cardiovascular activity. But for example, you know one way that it's really inaccurate is with weight training. So if I go and I do some kind of, let's say, upper body workout, and let's say my heart rate doesn't get up very high, and maybe at the end of it, even though I pushed really heavy, let's say I did like my heaviest bench press, I was lifting heavier weights over my shoulders, I was doing really heavy bicep curls, and like I was really, really, you know, working hard to get that weight up. But at the end, it tells me that I only burned 119 calories. The problem was this: with this is that it doesn't take into account that when you do weight training and strength training, your body is continuing to burn calories after the workout. So when I finish my workout, okay, maybe in that moment, my heart rate wasn't getting very high, it wasn't super cardiovascular, but my body is now going to get to work for the next 24 hours or so on recovering those muscles with the protein I eat, with the rest I'm getting, it's gonna be rebuilding those tiny little micro tears that I created in my muscles while I was training. And all of that burns calories. So that's why, guys, they're overrated. It's a good motivator. I think it can be a positive tool to get your butt moving. If you have a really sedentary job or a really sedentary lifestyle, I think it could be really great to give yourself some step goals, to give yourself some exercise goals of a minimum of 30 minutes a day, you know, that you're always trying to close off. Uh, But, you know, if you're getting too crazy with it and you're basing your worth or you're basing what you can eat or not eat that day, or you're really, you know, kind of counting back those exercise calories back into your diet, you're missing the boat there. Okay. So just, you know, take it with a grain of salt, use it as a motivator, but please don't 
really consider it an accurate measurement of your output. The other thing to realize, guys, and I talk about this in a lot of my master classes and a lot of my challenges and with my clients, is people underestimate how significant your non-exercise activity is when it comes to weight loss and your calories burned. When we look at a big pie chart of how your body burns calories, the biggest section of the pie chart is just your basal metabolic rate, just literally what you burn by being alive. That is how hard your body's working to pump blood in and out of your veins and your lungs breathing and just you know all of your body functions that's your BMR. Now, the next part of that pie, the next biggest chunk there is going to be your non-exercise activity. So let's face it, that's the bulk of our day. If we're exercising, it's going to be 30 to 60 minutes, maybe 90 minutes max for most people who aren't professional athletes, right? Maybe a couple hours a day if you did two workouts that day. But that's still a small portion of the day, right? The rest of your day, you're burning calories while you're talking. With, I'm talking with my hands right now because I'm Italian. I'm burning calories right now. Walking, playing outside with your kids, cleaning your house. That's the majority of your your awake calories burned, right? But it's not exercise. It's not a stressor. Now, the next part the next little chunk is going to be like the actual, you know, process of digesting food that your body burns by digesting. And then like the smallest piece of it is going to be the exercise. So stop putting so much stock on your exercise. Exercise is important. It is important to do the right kinds of exercise, which you can listen to other podcasts to see what I mean by that. Um, as far as if you want to lose weight or if you want to get toned, you know, there's specific strategies you can use, but exercise calories, bottom line, guys, overrated. Now, next, this is like probably one of the most common things I hear when I first talk to a woman about losing weight. And typically they'll say something like, I'm just so addicted to sugar. I really need to eliminate sugar. Or let's say I'm talking to my sweet mother or a family member or a friend who's like, Um, I'm really trying to watch the sugar content in my yogurt. You know, I'm trying to go for the sugar free ones. But meanwhile, they have three glasses of wine, which is you know, a lot of sugar. So they have this this belief that in order to lose weight, they need to eliminate sugar. They need a sugar detox. Sugar is bad. I, oh, I don't want to have too much fruit because there's sugar in it. And I just feel like there's just still this fear mongering. You guys know I always talk about carbs, but I think and even like a, another really common like fear fear for women is like consuming sugar. And obviously anything in excess is not going to be positive. And any kind of excess calories that we're not burning throughout the day will be stored as body fat, right? That's just a fact. It doesn't matter if it's sugar or if it's anything else, carbs or protein, any excess calories that our body doesn't use, it is going to be stored for fat. Now, the reason I think that eliminating sugar is overrated is because most of you, you go, you go to extreme. You go to cold turkey with it. You say, that's it. I'm not going to have any more soda. I'm not going to have any more candy. I'm doing a sugar detox. Ah, I saw Beyonce did a sugar detox and she lost JLo. JLo is always doing sugar detoxes. JLo did a sugar detox and she felt, feels, feels better and she's not addicted anymore and blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's great. But are you able to do that long-term? Are you really? And what happens, guys, when you do something extreme and you eliminate something like sugar or carbs or soda, and it's something that you like, you are going to become hyper fixated on the thing you can't have. It's just psychology. It's just human nature. When I tell my daughter no, she wants to do it even more, right? If you tell me I can never, I cannot have any more chocolate, 
for as long as I live, I am going to be missing the hell out of chocolate. I am going to be craving chocolate every time I'm stressed. So instead of eliminating sugar, a better mindset to have, first of all, is, you know, how can you improve the quality? So, you know, when people are so scared about the sugar that's in their yogurt or the sugar that's in a banana or an apple, I would argue, okay, well, why don't we look at the things that have sugar that are not healthy for you, like your sodas or like your wine that you could have in moderation, but try to add more of the other things, more fruit, more water. Like what what can you add instead of just eliminating sugar, right? So this is why I think it's so overrated and it's such a pitfall because you guys are able to do it. You're disciplined. You can go cold turkey for about a month, let's say. You complete the challenge if you even make it that far. And then all of a sudden, something stressful happens and you go off the deep end, right? It's, you know, it's just been a a terrible week. You're super stressed and you just dive headfirst into a bottle of wine and a package of chocolate. And then at that point, you're like, well, I guess I messed up. Might as well just start fresh next week. And the cycle continues. So that's why I really feel, guys, just eliminating sugar. It's just, it's a very overrated strategy. It's a very overrated mindset to have. It's just, it's so ridiculous that some of you choose to be scared to eat fruit when you're eating fast food, right? You're scared to eat fruit because there's too much sugar, but you're drinking wine on the weekends. This is just nonsense, okay? Fruit is good for us, right? So if we're just categorizing like eliminating sugar, meaning everything, or we're scared to eat certain things that are healthy for us, or scared to have it in moderation, this is something we need to work on as a strategy, as a mindset that knowing that just eliminating and going cold turkey, it's not going to work long-term. Now, the third most overrated thing that you are focusing on for fat loss, this might surprise you, the scale, okay? The scale is probably, you know, the most overrated thing that you are focusing on because if you are only basing your progress on the weight of the scale every single day when you step onto it, you are missing so many other areas of progress. We get so fixated and it can really ruin our day, okay? I know for me for years, especially being in a weight-oriented, weight class-oriented sport, if I stepped on the scale and the scale was up that day, I mean, the whole morning I'd be ruined. I'd be, I'd be miserable. I'd be moody to my husband. I, I would just be upset the whole day and I would treat myself accordingly. I would punish myself. I'd make myself do extra cardio, sit in the sauna for longer because I was mad at myself for the scale being up that day. I felt like a failure. I felt like I disappointed myself when really I was not using other ways to measure my success. I was not doing progress photos. I wasn't measuring inches. I wasn't caring if my clothes were fitting looser. I wasn't, I wasn't looking at my bio feedback of how my energy was my digestion improving you know how was my strength was my strength improving now obviously I was living in a very extreme circumstance being in a weight class oriented sport where my paycheck and my ability to compete depended on my weight okay so if you're a competitor then this is a sad reality of it. And honestly, I think the only solution is for us to not do such extreme weight cuts, to either learn how to lose weight in a more manageable, sustainable way, or go up a weight class. I know it's easier said than done, okay? But that's for another conversation. In general, for most of you, your job does not depend on you weighing in when you get to work, okay? Nobody's pulling the scale out. Your boss isn't saying, hey, Joe, what do you weigh today? Oh, you're a pound up. Guess what? I'm docking your pay, right? It doesn't work like that. So the scale is one way to measure your progress. But if you are not every 
other week or at least once a month or at least once in a while even doing progress photos, you could be gaining muscle and losing body fat, right? I see it all the time. The clients that I have who are the most successful, they measure their weight, their progress photos, and they measure inches. They measure their legs. They measure their waist, their hips, their thighs, their calf muscles, their tricep muscles, their chest, their shoulders. And then what we're able to do, which is really cool, is we can look at everything together. So I can say, okay, the scale stayed the same, but you lost two inches in your waist and you gained an inch and a half in your thighs. That would tell me that we're lifting heavier, you gained some muscle, but you lost body fat. Look, your waist is coming in. That's what we want, right? So that's like a real example of something that happened last week with one of my clients. So that's why it, the scale, it's overrated, okay? There could be so many other things happening that we're not seeing. Not to mention, scale fluctuations are so freaking common. So if you're only weighing yourself once in a while and you happen to weigh yourself on a night or on a morning, sorry, after you went out to eat or after you were dehydrated or after a really intense day of exercise or after your period just started and the scale is up three pounds, you're going to freak out. And if you don't recognize the other things that are happening and you're only looking at that number, it's going to be very discouraging and it's going to be very difficult to keep going when you're not seeing progress. So that's why as a coach, I always encourage my clients to do all of that. Now, I can't make anybody do anything, right? There, there are some people who, you know, don't like taking photos. They, you know, aren't able to do the measurements by themselves, whatever the case is. But the people who are the most successful, they focus on more than the scale. So just keep in mind, the scale, it's overrated, okay? Um, focus on other things besides that. And that is it, guys. That's the list I'm going to stick with right now. Maybe I'll do a part two to this episode. Um, but again, I wanted to just go over you know, how I feel about exercise calories that are burned, overrated. Using, um, you know, oh, I'm just going to eliminate sugar as a strategy for weight loss, overrated, not sustainable. And only focusing on the scale to measure your progress, extremely overrated. Please use other things to measure your progress. And if you need somebody to help you along the way, if you are trying to lose body fat, if you are trying to get stronger, if you are trying to get more toned, I do have coaching spots open. I have some people that do training only when they really just want to know how to make more progress in the gym progressively. And I have clients that do it all, right? They have training plans, they have nutrition plans, full accountability. And we look at these things every week. We dissect every single part of what's going on. And the great thing is that you can have somebody to really take that 10,000 foot view. For example, I have a client who's a little frustrated that his weight is up today. And as I'm able to kind of look from the outside, even though he feels like he's doing everything and he is doing so much, there are little things that I can pinpoint about, you know, adding in more fiber or changing up our, our meal timing or, you know, making sure we're getting our steps. There's little things that I can be a detective on that sometimes it's hard to see for yourself while you're in the trenches. So please hit me up. If you have any questions on the podcast or on coaching or on nutrition or anything that you want to ask me, my DMs are open. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a share. Please leave a review. Uh, and I will continue sharing what I can with you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I will talk to you all next week.